0: Yes. for those who don't know me my name is dave oh, i've put this up too high haven't i that's all right we'll get there and oh believe it or not another year has started i see we are full of energy and excitement for 2023 school's almost back though which is exciting yay for school i see a few teachers really excited there um it's great to be worshiping with you this morning um I am fit and healthy, which is exciting. I got a great Christmas present this year. I, my family got COVID from my parents, which was a lovely Christmas Day present. So we've been shut away for two weeks. But with last, last weekend, we finally got to go away. We went down to Victor and it was nice. It was a bit of a delayed holiday, um, but it's nice to get down to Victor. January school holidays, I thought. Half of Adelaide would be down there, but it was surprisingly quiet, which for someone like me, um, for those who know me, that was just lovely. I love the quiet. And, you know, between the, are we there yet questions, and the, this is boring statements, and the, when can I play games on the iPad? What? You didn't bring the iPad? This is the worst holiday ever. Between all of that, we had a great time. We did all the Victor Harbour, Port Elliot, Gaul were faithfuls. Uh, for those who've been down there many times before, you know, hit the bakery, Horseshoe Bay, Cockle Train, went to the Murray Mouth to see all that water going out, Fish and Chips, the Ferris Wheel, Granite Island. Didn't see any penguins, sadly, but the list goes on and on. We packed lots into each day and at the end of each day, I was exhausted. Unfortunately, the kids were not, and they were up again at six in the morning, bright and shiny, ready to go, and I was getting dragged out of bed, but, you know, it was a great time, and for Maddie and I, um, this holiday just, these holidays always bring back heaps of good memories for us as children. Uh, We did the same thing when we were children, we'd go down to Victor Harbour, we'd go down to Port Elliot, and, and they're just core memories of our childhood. Um, school holidays, going down, the sun, the surf. And, you know, now they're going to be core memories for our children. And, you know, in some ways we've passed them on from one generation to the next. And these memories will now be with our kids for the rest of their lives and potentially with their kids. And their memories that are full of joy and life and happiness. And when I think of this, I cannot help but start singing the circle of life, Disney, Lion King, great classic, some strong childhood indoctrination there for me. Um, but it makes you think about life, doesn't it? What is this life? What is this short time we have here on Earth? A blink of an eye, I'm getting older and older every year, and time goes way faster than you expect. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, we're barely here on Earth. So, what is the meaning of all this? What is the purpose of this thing we call life? That's what we're going to be looking at today. This week, we are finishing off our three-week series, I Am, focusing on John fourteen six. Jesus declares, I am the way and the truth and the life. We have focused one week on the way, one week on the truth, and now in week three, the final week, we'll end the series looking at Jesus' statement, I am the life. As it is January, and generally there's a lot of coming and going, don't worry if you've missed the other weeks. I'll cover over some of the series primer again. I think a lot of it's very helpful to reinforce these statements from Jesus. And in some ways, these statements are things we we take for granted. I'm sure many of you have heard that statement before. But that statement, at that time... Would have been radical and confronting for Jesus' audience. And if we're truly honest with ourselves, and if we listen to those statements and we understand them and truly believe them, they're still just as radical and confronting and hopefully conflicting for us today. Before we read through the text today, why don't I pray? Father God, we stand in awe of you today. The creator of heavens and the earth who at a word breathed life where before there was none. There is no one like you. How majestic is your name in all the earth. And as we think of Jesus who came to earth as a person in humility and human weakness who declared I am the way and the truth and the life. Help us to truly understand and know that in Jesus we we see You, Father God. Your perfect love, Your perfect grace, and as we focus on today, Your abundant life—a life that can only be found in Jesus. As we read Your text today, may we be amazed again by Jesus. May we see the love and beauty and the story of the gospel and commit to you once again, God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. I'll be reading from the start of John 14. I will read through to verse 10. Uh, 6 is right there in the middle, so a nice bit of context. And the setting for this passage is the Last Supper. So what's happened in the previous chapter, in the previous verses there, Jesus has got up from the mill and washed the disciples' feet. He has predicted his betrayal as well as Peter's denial. So there's been a lot going on already at this Last Supper before these words happen. From verse 1, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, "'Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us.' Jesus answered, "'Don't you know me, Philip? "'Even after I've been among you such a long time, "'anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. "'How can you say, show us the Father? "'Don't you believe that I am in the Father "'and that the Father is in me? "'The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority.' Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. When Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And this is hot on the heels of Jesus saying to them, you believe in God, believe also in me. Many thousands of years ago, in Exodus 3, as Moses converses with God present in the bush, which is burning but not being consumed, we read, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask, what is your name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God replies, I am who I am. What kind of name is this? The pre-Christian Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament translates it as, I am the existing one. From the MV Study Bible notes, it could be translated, I'll be what or who I will be. And those notes go on to say, it is possible that God is rebuffing Moses by telling him in essence not to try and pin down one specific identity, he is so much greater than any name he could give, but more likely God is asserting any or all of the following truths. He is eternal, he is the creator, he is unchangeable, and therefore always trustworthy. Jesus, using the term, I am, would have been very familiar to his Jewish disciples. He was claiming and using the name of God though Jesus is predicting his betrayal, his arrest, his death, he still declares with conviction that the disciples should believe in him as they would God. Jesus is not saying, I will point you right in the right direction towards God. He's not saying, I will tell you God's truth. He's not saying, I will show you a godly life. He is declaring his divinity. I am the way and the truth, and the life. Though Jesus had alluded to his divinity in both word and deed in his last three years of ministry, this shroud of mystery is being lifted. What was not known to angel or man, God's perfect plan for humanity was being revealed. Jesus is God the Son, sent to earth to save humanity. Jesus declares, I am the life. In Colossians 1.16, it's put like this, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. When Jesus declares, I am the life, He's pointing both to his partaking in creation at the start of time, but also his role of ongoing source and sustainer of all things. Jesus is not presenting himself as an avenue to life; rather, he is the life. And when he asks the disciples to believe, he is giving them a unique opportunity. You see, the life that is real life, fullness of life, abundant life, is what Jesus can bring. True human life, human flourishing, is found only in a life lived in relationship to God the Father. And when Jesus says he is the way, that is what he is saying. Jesus' life, death, resurrection and coming again is the only way to have that relationship with the Father. The only way to live to really live a life that is real, a life that is full, a life that is beautiful, flourishing, full of meaning and purpose. The only way is in Jesus. In verse 9, Jesus says, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. It is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Jesus has come so that a life in Jesus can be a life in the Father. And the beauty of this life that Jesus has called us into, asks us to believe in him that we might be a part of it, is that the true meaning and purpose can be found in this life because when we are in Jesus, we begin to do the Father's work. That's where the meaning and purpose comes from. Or should I rather, I should say, the Father who through Jesus is now living in us is doing His work. God does His work here on earth through all those who believe in Jesus. We have a hedge at the front of our house. We planted it ourselves early on when we first moved in. Proud first home buyers, thinking, what do you do? You plant a garden because it was just wasteland. And, you know, I thought, you know, a couple of years I'll have this beautiful hedge and I'll be able to look at it and admire it each day. I looked at the, the pot on the back and the tag said, you know, two years and it'll, it'll be ready. It'll be the height, my height. And... What I did not take into consideration was the caveat that was on this tag that said, optimal growing conditions. (laughs) Let's just say my house is not optimal growing conditions. Well, my block. So a few years back, I put drippers in to try and help it out. It was struggling so much. And things did improve. And the hedge was doing better. I would turn the drippers on in summer. And on those really hot days, you know, those really harsh, days where it's 40 plus degrees and this gets hit by the afternoon sun and the leaves would just burn and shrivel and die those days those days were now behind us That, that the hedge would survive those days i wouldn't say it was thriving but it was surviving those days and it was gradually growing and improving now each year because it was getting through those hot summer days and you know the life jesus is talking about is one of adventurous faith, full of excitement, but also sacrifice, selflessness, humility. There will be dark days. There will be hard days. There will be hot summer days where it feels like you're just getting burned. Days where you struggle to believe. But the promise of Jesus is that even in those days, he is still the life. And in those times, he'll be your sustainer. He'll be your refuge He'll be your ever present help in time of need. Jesus knew that a full life, a life of purpose and meaning for himself, would ultimately lead to his betrayal and arrest, being spurned by the ones he loves, and dying on a cross marked as a criminal. Whatever you are going through in life, Jesus wants you to know that he is still the life, that he understands. And he is calling you to believe and join with him. To plug into the true source and sustainer, the one who can bring life in all its fullness, beauty and love, he wants you to flourish. Now last year, I was still not happy with my hedge. Wasn't doing as well as I'd like. I must admit, I was like, it's going to take a decade before it gets to my height, which is what I want. I wanted to block it, block out a bit of stuff so I couldn't see the fence. And so I bit the bullet and I said, I'm gonna put an automatic watering system in. So I put one in and now three days a week for one hour every morning, it gets watered. No human intervention required, no kind of, ah, we forgot to put the water on again. And I tell you what, this summer, it has grown. My water bill has grown as well, but that's beside the point. But the hedge, you know what? It just needed regular watering slow watering for long periods of time regularly and we live a busy life and we get distracted and we forget about watering this hedge Uh, we have three young kids and it's just hard to find the time and you know you can see my analogy there we need to spend regular time with jesus slow time with jesus where we're not distracted jesus is the life the source and sustainer of all things he wants to come he wants to sustain us he wants to spend time with us in a world that offers happiness meaning purpose fullness reality beauty life in so many of the wrong ways and in so many of the wrong places i encourage you spend time with jesus the one through which all things have been created and who continues to hold all things together. Jesus may have died on a cross, a criminal, spurned by the ones who claimed to love him, but that was not the final say. Jesus was not done yet. Reading from John eleven twenty five, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus may have died on that cross, and the devil may have thought he had won, but we know that on the third day Jesus rose again, and he was victorious over life, not just for himself, but for all who believe. Jesus is not just the life as abundant and full as the life is that he promises us and that we can have right here now. He is also the life for the next thing, for what goes next. He promises that death is not the end, that death is only the beginning of eternity. And it's an eternity spent together in perfect beauty and love where all wrongs have been made right, where all tears have been wiped away, the world is afraid of death. It has no answer for it. You know you're getting old when you start getting Instagram feeds that start filling up with anti-age cream for men. I must now be at that age where it's no longer acceptable in society for me to look any older. I've just got to stay looking like this for the rest of my life. And it's time for me to start to hide the signs of ageing. How dare we remind each other of our human frailty? That world's obsession with being young has been around for millennia, but it seems to only be growing right now. I mean, tech billionaires, besides spending rockets into space, spending ridiculous amounts of money on it, they spend ridiculous amounts of money on age-reversing drugs, cryonics to freeze themselves should the unthinkable happen and they die. They, They have all this money, yet still they have no answer for death. We as a society no longer know what to say if someone dies. We ignore it, we hide from it. As advanced as we have become as a society, we still have no answer for death. But as Christians, we can say, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? We have an answer. We have a hope in Jesus to share with the world. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in him will not die, but have eternal life. Do you believe it? The great promise of Jesus when he says, I am the life is you do not have to live your life through someone else. You do not have to worry about your time passing, of it being over, of you missing your opportunity, of you missing the boat of life, of it being the next generation's turn, too bad, you had your chance, you stuffed it up, there's nothing more. There is no Disney circle of life you have to subscribe to where your time is up and it's over and it's time for your children or it's time for the next person the great promise of jesus when he says i am the life is that there is abundant joyous overflowing life for you for me for everyone jesus says my father's house has many rooms if that were not so would i have told you that i'm going there to prepare a place for you there is room for all to have this life now and for eternity so if you think god might be done with you think again God is not done with you yet. God is still living in you and he is still doing his work. The story of your life is not yet finished. There are still more pages to be written. God still has work to do in this world and he still plans to do it for you. Will you say yes to God this week? Let's pray. Father God, we praise you for who you are. We praise you for your majesty, we thank and praise you for your love, a love that in Jesus makes a way for us to be clean in your sight, to be part of your people in relationship with you, to have life, a life that is full, abundant, that is beautiful and flourishes. Thank you that you continue to do your work through us, that our lives can be ones that are full of meaning and purpose that you are always calling us to say yes to that next adventurous step of faith. Thank you, Jesus, that you have conquered death, that we no longer need to fear or hide from it, that just as you rose from death, we too will be raised into new life to spend eternity with you. Help us to not live a life of fear or hate, but one of courage and love, that all that we do and that all that we are would bring honour and glory to your name. Thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening, and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through The Hub online at thehub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.